Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. A podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey friends, it's Connie here, your host for the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm so glad to be back today. I'm going to just continue talking about healing, and I'm going to get right into today three different barriers to healing. And so we all face and will face challenges and barriers when we try to do different than we've done in the past. And especially when we try to follow the Lord and receive healing. And especially healing from past wounds, from past negative experiences, there can be some really big barriers that try and pop up in our lives and discourage us from staying the course. And the first barrier that I want to talk to you about. And and on this, I'm going to be extremely candid, uh, extremely vulnerable, and I'm going to be pulling from a lot of my own past experiences as someone that was diagnosed as a mentally ill person for 17 years. And then after those 17 years, I embarked on a season of healing which has been the hardest time in my life. Did you catch that? It was harder to heal than it was to be sick. So the first barrier to healing is that it's easier to be sick than it is to heal. And that sick is put in quotations, imaginary quotations there, because it can be, it's easier to be addicted than to heal. It's easier to be angry than to heal. It's easier to be an abuser than it is to heal. It's easier to emotionally hurt, uh, emotionally wound people by my words than it is to heal. It's easier to lie than it is to heal. And the healing aspect is the opposite of whatever the behavior is. So, you know, addiction is being not addicted. Uh, Angry is being not angry. Lying is being truthful. Um, Emotionally abusing others is learning to be grace-filled with our words. Um, It's just easier. Honestly, it's easier to be sick, in quotations, than it is to be well, to be healed. Why is that? Why is that? Well, I know that when I was diagnosed as a mentally ill person, it was very hard, and I'm not, I'm not pretending that it wasn't. It was very lonely, very isolating. 
Uh, people were unkind. Um, people were not inclusive when I was growing up. And really today, people are very often quite um, put off by my past, rejecting of it. And it, so it's something that I'm, I'm used to. But, you know, it was hurtful growing up. I missed out on a lot of things. You know, I couldn't do a lot of things. But there was also this aspect to being sick that removed responsibility from me. So when I was sick, if I got too emotional, I could just quit. When I got sick, if I couldn't work, I didn't have to work and I was still provided for. If I couldn't handle it, I didn't have to do it. So that meant, you know, all of the difficult things that an adult would do through their lives, like going out and getting a job and working, having healthy relationships, um, having friends, being a friend, being somebody that you can count on, uh, raising children, handling money. I didn't have to do any of those things. You know, my mom would fill out all of my paperwork for me. She would, you know, talk to my doctor. She would handle my money. She'd, you know, do my taxes. It was all of it. I just didn't have to have any responsibility. So there's a part of that after a while. When you're trying to heal, what you have to do is you have to say, okay, you know, I have a lot of learned coping mechanisms and behaviors that aren't really helpful to me. There's a lot of things that I can't do because of my past, because of, you know, things I've gone through, but I'm going to start accepting responsibility to learn how to overcome. And when you get into the thick of healing, that can be quite tiresome. And so it's easier to go and revert back to being sick and pulling out the I can't card, the I don't have time card, the this is too hard card, I'm not getting anywhere card, which are really essentially excuses. It's experience a life where you can say no one likes me, I don't ever get anywhere, nothing I do works, which is really self-pity, going with the flow of life and emotions and past behavior. But all of these things go back to the simple point that it's easier to be quote-unquote sick than it is to be healthy and to heal. Okay, so when we're trying to heal, we often reach points where we realize learning to do the right thing is difficult. Learning to do the right thing takes effort. Learning to do the right thing makes me fall down on my rear end a thousand times, have to get up, but this time I have to get up and apologize and make it right and try again versus the old me that would just kind of, yeah, I can't do this. And I would, you know, go back and get in my bed. A really very personal uh, story to, that I can attest to this for you would be when I was... In my early 20s, I met and married my husband, now Jerry, and he brought with him two children, and I adopted them as my own, but towards the beginning of our marriage, I was very sick. I was very emotionally unstable. I was very fearful. I was still on a lot of medication. 
I still had constant panic attacks and, um, you know, just, just had a really hard time. I became overnight these two children's mother. And about two years into our marriage, I just felt like I couldn't do it anymore. I had never um, hurt or abused or been unkind to the children ever. But I just felt too afraid to take care of them. I felt like the demand was too high. Like I couldn't keep up with all of their needs. I felt afraid when my husband would show them affection. Because one of the issues I had growing up was had a very unhealthy um, relationship with my father throughout my childhood. And suffered a lot of, you know, rejection through those years. And so being an unhealthy person to begin with, being a person that although I was misdiagnosed, I still only knew how to be sick. I only knew how to not be able to regulate my emotions, how to only, you know, make compulsive decisions, how to only be self-centered. Those were the things that I knew. And so when the children came full of demands and expectations to be taken care of, I just got scared. And when I got scared, I decided I couldn't do it. And so the children went to live. I remember it clear as day. It actually, we sent them to spend the night at my mom and dad's house, grandma and grandpa. But one night became a week. And a week became a month. And a month became six months until it was four and a half years. And that could be looked at and you could say, well, you're really despicable. You, you know, how so self-centered are you and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? All that's true. But I wasn't a healed person. I didn't know how to do different. And I hadn't yet come to the place where I was able to say, I have to take responsibility for my healing. Yes, lots of things were done to me that were outside of my control. I didn't ask for a bad relationship with my father. I didn't ask to be misdiagnosed. I didn't ask to get an autoimmune disorder at 11 years old. I didn't ask to be medicated for 17 years and lose my childhood, my adolescence, and my young adulthood. I didn't ask for any of that. All of those things were things that were bad. They were terrible. They were done to me by other people. But... Out of those things, I developed my own habits and made my own choices that, yes, you could say, well, it was my dad's fault or it was the doctor's fault, but that doesn't ever get us anywhere. Healing demands that that finger of blame, that finger of responsibility be taken off of the person that has done the wrong to you and be turned around and pointed at yourself. Because it wasn't until I determined this is my responsibility that I started realizing that in responsibility is power. And in power is the ability to change. And yes, I wanted to abdicate that place over and over and over again when things got hard.
But I would come back to the point where I would remember, Connie, you weren't in charge of what happened back then, but with Jesus, you can heal now. And it's hard and it takes time, but blaming others, going back to being sick, going with the flow of your emotions, being self-pitying, that doesn't get you anywhere. And a lot of people, unfortunately, stay stuck in terrible internal turmoil, broken relationships, broken fellowship with God, because they are not willing to accept responsibility for that which they feel that they didn't choose and they don't want. And so they never step out and begin to take that journey into healing. Because that journey requires responsibility. And responsibility isn't something to be feared, friend. Responsibility is your place of power with the Holy Spirit's presence. Responsibility is you accepting that there is more to your story than the past that was written. Than the sins and choices you committed. Yes, it was wrong, and nobody is saying it wasn't. Nobody is saying that abuse is okay, that it's being minimized, but it is saying that if you stay there, you're never going to get anywhere. Accepting responsibility for your life, for your salvation, for your faith and hope in Jesus Christ, and for your belief that He is able. To carry you out and to carry you through and to make you new is the only thing that is going to lead you to healing, which is totally possible for everyone on the face of the earth. I believe that. Healing isn't based on the physical circumstances or the physical body. It's based very much solely on the inner person changing and conforming to the image of Christ. And then along the way, we get physical blessings, but the physical blessings and the physical healing is not the purpose of healing. It's a byproduct. It's like the icing on the cake. It's not the cake itself. Nobody just wants to eat icing, and if you do, you're a little weird. People like the cake with the icing because they go together. But the cake is the substance. Icing is the the nice little pretty decorative top. And so what happened in my story? With the children. Well, during the four and a half years that they were gone, I struggled a lot. And I was on my, in that time, I was on very much on my journey to healing. And it was actually in, it was the spring. And I, I don't remember exactly what year I could go back and find it. But four and a half years after, I had essentially said, I can't be a mom. It's too hard. I'm too emotionally unable to do that, that the Lord spoke to me so clearly and he said, Connie, I love you, but you've got to decide. Is this where you're going to stop? Because unless you bring the kids home, this is as far as your journey of healing is going to go. And I wrestled with that 
And I told the Lord, I'm bringing them home. And just as quickly as I sent them away, I brought them back. And that was a week of something called Champs Camp here that, that the kids did in, you know, kind of the elementary school age group. And it was like a, a day camp thing. And after that, they just were home. And I relearned to be a mom. Now, some of you could say, why would God say that to you? That's so, you know, condemning and, you know, he's threatening you. And, and I would say to you, no, he's not. We don't get to pick and choose what we think is worth addressing in our lives. Healing is that. It's freedom. And freedom means letting go of things that keep you stuck. It's not the ability to hold on to a few things because they're too painful or they're too shameful or they're too miserable or they're too scary or hard to let go of while you experience the freedom of God. God is a God of truth. He's a God of love. He's a God of holiness. He's not a God that accepts a divided mind or a divided heart. Now, yes, he accepts us where we're at, but as he shows you what you must do, each individual time as he prepares your heart to be ready, you have to decide. Am I going to obey you, Lord? Am I going to follow you? Do I really want healing? Because wanting healing is, in an essence, wanting Jesus. We pursue healing as a positive and comfortable outcome, but healing is Jesus. That is what it is. It is Jesus Christ himself. It is not a destination. It is not a physical um, body that's perfect and not sick anymore. It's not a sound mind. Healing is Jesus. It is the pursuit of truth and righteousness and that which is light and that which is holy and that which is godly, which is Jesus. And we can't serve two masters. We can't be divided. We can't be full of terrible internal pain and anger and following Jesus with all our hearts because there is a part of us that we are continually giving away. And you know, the thing about God is, is he's very loving. He, he knows that we're but dust, it says in Psalms. He knows our frames, that we are just, that we are but dust. And knowing somebody's frame is knowing the thing that makes them up. This isn't saying, oh, I know that person. I know they like chocolate and they don't like peanut butter, which is completely weird. But, because everybody should like chocolate and peanut butter. But God knows why you do what you do and the reason that you do why you do what you do. So he knows you like, he knows your frame. He knows everything in between. And God didn't make the children come home for four and a half years because he knew I wasn't ready. But at the four and a half year mark, I was ready. I had been working up to that place. And when he said it, I had a choice to make. Do you want to be healed, Connie? Because if you want to be healed, here's the next thing. 
as you take the light which God gives you, he gives you more light. If you refuse the light that he gives you, he's not going to give you more just because you didn't like the light he gave you. No, it doesn't work that way. When Jonah was in the belly of the whale, because he refused to do what God had said and he ran from God, after the fish spit Jonah out, Jonah didn't just get to go from where he was to Nineveh. No, friend. He had to go back to where he started and go to Nineveh. God doesn't accept it when we say, I'm not going to do that. Please try again. Healing comes in the form of accepting God's truth, not your truth and that which makes you comfortable. The words that I'm speaking are not said harshly, not a bit. They are said from a place of understanding how hard it is, understanding what it feels like. To be alone and to feel very, very much opposed and without hope or resource. I understand what it's like to not like the way that God chooses. I understand these things are said out of my own experience. Everything that I'm saying to you is something that I have lived through myself and told myself and done myself. I don't say this lightly. I don't say this minimizing any struggle you've had. Because it's painful. Struggling is painful. Life is painful. All of the things that we go through that are bad and hurtful, they're painful. But in all of those things, there is a very specific way to hope and to healing. And that is through the pursuit of Jesus Christ. And there are some things along the way that we have to give up. There is a cost for healing. Just as there is a cost to sin and there is a cost when we abuse life, when, you know, our parents abuse, when parents abuse a child, there's a cost. But we have to choose. And there is a way and there is not two ways or five ways or multiple ways. There is but one way to healing. And that is through the pursuit of Jesus Christ. Leading, where going wherever he leads you, following whatever he tells you to do, and choosing to obey him when he shows you the next step. It's okay to want to revert back to whatever your version of sick is, but acknowledge it, and then pull up your big girl or boy pants, give yourself a swift kick in the rear, and get going again. If you need to take some time to rest and say, okay, I've got to have a break from all of this, do that in a way that doesn't hurt anyone around you, and then get back up and get going again. Jesus is honest about healing. There's a cost. Jesus is the only way to be healed, and it is possible in any situation, in any circumstance, to find the healing and the redemption of Jesus Christ. Be encouraged today. There is so much in store for you. It is an amazing, amazing thing to watch God 
begin to undo what was done to you. I've experienced it and I am experiencing it at this point in my life. Friend, take heart and carry on. Keep going towards the prize, which is Jesus Christ. Refuse to give up. Refuse to go back. Because where you're going isn't a version of the past. No, it's an unknown future that is full of hope, full of power, and full of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Take his hand and go into the unknown. He will not let you down. Thanks for listening. I sure hope you'll be back next time. Like, share, subscribe, and comment to this podcast. Tell all your friends and family about it and have them join the family of the weed, seeds, and beautiful things. It's just a group of sinners that is that are learning to follow Jesus with their whole heart and to get through life. It's hard. I'm so thankful for you, and I pray about every uh, episode, and I pray for my listeners. I was just sitting here before recording this episode, just asking the Lord to bring the people that need to be listening to this to the show. And so I know that if you are listening to this, that it's because the Lord somehow pursued you. Yes, there are a lot of people on the face of the earth, but you are loved intimately and personally by the God of the universe. You are known, you are seen, you are cared about, and you were brought here by him. Trust your healing and your hurts to Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him, Decide if that's something you want. And if it's something you want, reach out. Find me on Instagram or Facebook on, at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things and let me know what your faith question is. I would love to help you. I would love to pray for you. I would love to be that support person to encourage you in your journey. I'll see you next time. Bye.